We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. It's a Wednesday night, Mile High Insiders. He is Thomas Hall. I am Luke Patterson, and we appreciate you guys for rocking with us. We'll let the stream breathe for just a second and say hello to some good folks in the chat. But before we do, what's up, Tom? How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, man. The weather's turning nice, uh, getting closer and closer to the draft, and uh, yeah, and closer to football. I'm, I'm, I'm mm. really enjoying it, man. It's, uh, it's been good. It's been real good. Spring is here, and happy belated Easter to all those who celebrate here in MHH. And Dominique Martin coming in fast and furious. MHH for life. Shout out to all the ladies of MHH and salute to all my fellow MHH brothers. That's right. We've got a great following here at MHH of guys, gals, children, I might add. Um, it, it's pretty cool, man, to see not only our, our family come together, but our friends. We get to learn and meet new people just as you did last year at the meet and greet. I will this year. I won't have a broken arm. Knock on Hopefully. wood. Um, <laughs> knock on wood. But no, Dominique, we really appreciate you joining us here on MHI on your Wednesday night. Dylan Von Arks coming in as well. One of our own saying, what up, Broncos country? Make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Share on all platforms and subscribe if you have not done so already. Just like I got Kevin. Kevin's always in here early. Hey, Broncos country. Tom, Luke. Hi, Dominique. Dylan. Showing love to everybody. Uh, saying I'm getting frustrated. They never give fans much of anything. Kevin, I'm trying to give you all of everything. <laughs> Let's stay tuned. Stay tuned, big dog, because it's kind of a dry period right now. Not only at, at MHH, right? You're like, where's all the action? We're talking about scoreboards and OTAs. I get it. <laughs> Chad is, I'll say this, man. Chad is a businessman and Chad definitely finds ways here at MHH to take care of our fans see our giveaways from the last fall we try to wait just a little bit to get you locked into football season that's when the action happens kevin so stay tuned buddy we got you david coming in as well good evening broncos country luke tom dylan and deacon scott hashtag buckham and i gotta get my guy dave in again because dave was in before the show started wanting to get a piece of you and i here on mhi saying hashtag mhh for life denver broncos for life we appreciate that five dollar super chat david and uh, hopefully you had a great Easter, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for the support. Appreciate it. And I'm going to grab another great supporter. Michael Runkio is in the house. As always, we love to see you here yeah. supporting us with some Facebook stars. So thank you very much. Saying good evening, Thomas Hall and Luke on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos and Buckham. Buckham. Yeah, and, and Mike, I actually was thinking about you last night. So I watched my first NBA game of the entire season. Right, because I'm deep into the draft, deep into football. Don't have time for much else. I'm watching the Lakers. I'm watching the Timberwolves, and it got me thinking about Mike because Mike's diehard Broncos, but he's in Arizona. And as I understand it, Kevin Durant and the Suns are going to be in the playoffs. The Denver Nuggets are in the playoffs. Michael makes me wonder who are you rooting for, buddy. Get at us in the comment section as well. Here in the Mile High City, people are very, very excited about basketball, about hockey. But this little thing called football tends to dominate, even if the Denver Broncos always haven't, specifically the last six years, Tom. We are just two weeks away from the NFL draft tomorrow. 
I mean, that's that's where we're at. Two weeks from tomorrow, the NFL draft is here. Shot and Payton's first draft as the Broncos head coach. Man, time is going, though. It's going. Yeah. It's coming up quick, you know. And if you guys are bored, go to my Tableau Public page, Thomas Hall, Tableau Public, and you can, you can mess around with the draft value calculator that I built in Tableau. So give you some ideas of what – trading would be like and what positions are more valuable by rounds go check it out if you're bored you know if you uh you want to do do something like that it's uh free to use so it's it's fun and give me some feedback so i'm going to be using it uh, you know during the draft live just to see if somebody made a dumb trade or not you know (laughs) i played with it and it's really nice to use when you guys are using your mock drafts right now right you send everybody your mock draft look i figured it out Use this calculator, try to figure out some of the trades and what they can ultimately look like, and then hold some of those things. Keep your rough draft so when the draft actually comes, see how you hit. See how everybody fares. We all do it. We all sit there. I'm I'm one of the first ones to do it. I want to know who I hit on, who I didn't, at least the teams that I thought were going to go position and or player. It's a really cool tool that you've put a lot of heart and soul, and it's a labor of love, Tom. Yeah. Oh, it's a ton. Well, it's just getting the data uh, together is is ton because there's manual work. You know, I've got to go in and, and decipher who is an edge rusher between a defensive lineman and who's really a linebacker, not an outside uh, edge rusher. So it takes some time, and I'm going to start Tweaking. improving it too when I get a little more time on my hands. But yeah, it's fun to use. It's a you know, it's a it's just another tool that you can have to to mess around with the draft. And I'll tell you, man, I a while back, back when I had gridiron orange back in the olden days when i was uh, had my own blog i actually tried to build a predictive model for the first round of the mock draft and you know it was pretty nice when you could you know it was all static you can you know kind of do it but then when i the the year that i tried it out was the year that uh tunsil did the uh gas mask thing and dropped and it just blew up my whole blew up the whole thing and i was like i tried it again the next year and i was like i'm scrapping this it's too unpredictable (laughs) well now look at him laramie tunsil right i mean we're laughing still now but he is ultimately getting the last laugh as he gets paid what with the houston texans that's where he's at yeah laramie tunsil i think right so um (laughs) Yeah, the big bucks. You're seeing guys uh, make some mistakes, make some waves. You're seeing guys get injured. I mean, it's a very delicate time right before the NFL draft. Speaking of delicate, we got all kinds of delicate love for our guy, GLP. (laughs) Gary Leeds Palmer, appreciate you so much. Gary's absolutely rocking with us 24-7. He is in the trenches uh, you know, when I'm getting mud thrown on me by Raiders fans or Chargers or Chiefs Kingdom, Gary's right there with me and he's got my back just like a lot of you folks do. And we really, really appreciate you, Gary. Hopefully you had a great Easter as well. I want to say what's up to my guy, Greg Smith. Good evening, Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life. Greg's another one of those guys who's an absolute dog and is excited about Broncos country 2023 and where this offseason is going to take this team. It starts now, and it's something we're going to talk about here on this very show, Greg. I know you're excited to get into it. want to say what's up to our friend Michaela Israel and Cooper listening. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Had a fantastic Easter. And uh, let's say hello to a few more folks. Bobby Robbie's. How's everyone doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, Bobby. Hopefully you're doing well, too, man. Football is right around the corner. Two weeks, the NFL draft. Sean Payton's offseason program started yesterday, Tom. And the first guy in the building, one of the first guys, that's your quarterback, Slim Trim Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, I've never had any problem with how hard he works. I mean, he he I, it wasn't ever that. I mean, I think he put on weight to try and do something different was the wrong thing to do. Obviously he's back trim and slim, ready to go. First one in the building, ready to ready to work out. I, I just, it was, it was other things. It wasn't his, his lack of desire or anything like that. So mm. Patrick, thank you for coming in. Aloha, probably from Hawaii, the beautiful state yeah. of Hawaii. Uh, yeah. It hopefully it's uh, hopefully you're soaking it up on the beach. You know, and, and I'm loose. jealous of uh, of you doing that while uh, you're listening to the show because I need a vacation. I need a tropical vacation. I gotta, I gotta. Me I too. haven't been on a real vacation in a long time, so it's it's definitely uh, time. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Invite us over, Patrick. Invite us over <laughs> yeah. to your spot on the rock there in Hawaii. Real quick thing about Hawaii. I absolutely love Hawaii. Um, Colt Brennan was one of my favorite quarterbacks, rest in peace, in all yep. of college football. Um, in that Jones offense at Hawaii, he did some pretty special stuff. You look around from that Hawaii team, I think there were two other guys who actually went on to have uh, lengthy NFL careers. And it's always kind of interesting when you look at the University of Hawaii, of course, Ashley Lalee comes to mind, yep. right, for the Denver Broncos, Hawaii zone. And uh, it's good to see you, Patrick, because it, it's really cool, man, when you've got so many different folks of Broncos country repping their hood in orange and blue. Bobby coming back in saying, looking forward to the draft. Gage, I see you in the chat. Um, and he was responding to some comments about Russell Wilson looking lean and trim. Gage coming in saying the weight that he gained was muscle mass. It was a good idea gone bad. I remember standing next to Luke at camp and being shocked at how stout Russ looked. And yeah, man, Russ was Russ was a thick boy. He definitely looked yeah. like he was putting more calories in and pumping a lot of iron. Yeah. And in a sense, I can understand that a little bit, right? You try sure. to protect yourself from the beating that you're going to take, especially from that offensive line in the 2022 <laughs> season. But at the same time, you're kind of cutting off your nose despite your face because yep. the best part of your game has always been running for your life uh, <laughs> and you can't do that when you're out there like a muscle pig like Russell Wilson was last year that's really really tough and it was a good observation from Gage it's not what we're seeing this year at all uh, we're seeing the, the lean trim Russ looks like himself again he's obviously been working and one of the big themes of the show Gage is is what does Russell Wilson being the first guy into the offseason program mean? Look, it's the typical cliche, right? The quarterback should be first man in, last man out. But when you look at this and you truly look at Russell Wilson and who he's trying to become as a quarterback heading into year 12, I'm super excited. He's coming in lean and trim, which tells me he's prepared. He's taken Sean Payton's challenge seriously on the physical and mental aspect. And what I mean by mental, you don't see a lot of videos coming out of Russ's camp right now. Camp three is pretty quiet. So I think this, we're not going to talk to the media. We're going to work, not twerk attitude from Sean Payton is definitely going to pay dividends. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it's all, they've already bought into it. It appears if they hadn't already bought into it, then you you'd be you'd see people out there doing stuff on social media and get in trouble with the coach and everything, but you're not seeing it. You're seeing you're seeing the work is ready to be put in, and you know they're not they're also not having uh, media days all the time. They're not talking about how hard they worked out or anything like that. They're they're just going in doing business business as usual kind of thing. And really, it's a refreshing change from what we saw in the past, especially when that tactic didn't play out on the field in a successful way so different yeah. isn't always good but this different seems good for the football field i'm coining it right now and you heard it first here on mhi it's all work no twerk i don't want to <laughs> see it uh, show me the results and that's what sean payton is at that's one of the reasons that sean payton said look we're not doing voluntary minicamp y'all need to get in shape Y'all need to get calloused up in the weight room a little bit. Y'all need to get your cardio right. I mean, that was a pretty 
strict direct message to this football team of you should have been working. If you haven't been working already, you're about to pay in this offseason program. You're going to pay the man because not a single player can come into training camp out of shape here in 2023 under Sean Payton's watch. He's made that very, very clear. Peter Middleton, good morning from Hong Kong. Good morning. Yeah, MHI (laughs) is the Broncos for breakfast this morning over in Hong Kong. Peter, we appreciate you so much. Peter's been rocking with us, as you know, Tom, for a very, very long time, and we appreciate the love. Speaking of love, our girl Michaela Israel, what's up? Thank you so much for all of your support. Good friend of ours. You guys rock. My MHI t-shirt will be here tomorrow. I'm excited to rock the swag, and we're excited with you. We're proud. We're grateful. We're thankful. I know uh, Michael Ronquillo said he's going to get himself a shirt, or at least it should be in route by now but it's super cool to see so many folks representing this show's colors you can do that with a hat you could do that with a shirt uh head on over to mhhmerch.com and get your swag on just like our friend michaela israel appreciate you so much michaela hopefully you and cooper are doing well here we are wednesday night two weeks before the nfl draft and thomas and i are reacting to the broncos starting their offseason physical conditioning program, weightlifting, get yourself better, whatever you want to call it. The Broncos are doing it starting yesterday, and Russell Wilson beat everybody in before the sun rose, according to Mike Kliss and some Nine News guys that were down there yesterday. And look, the weight room was open by 4.30 in the morning. It's being run by new strength and head coach, or excuse me, new strength and conditioning head coach, Dan Dalrymple, who came over from the New Orleans Saints, This guy's supposed to be a dog. Everything I'm asking about with this guy is no nonsense, very educational, so many resources, but you better put the work in. I'm super pumped that the Broncos have started their offseason program. We're that much closer, and the vets over there, this is when you bond with guys. This is when you get to know your teammates. This is when you become friends, right? I I feel like a little kid talking about that. Become friends? Hi, do you want to be my friend? No, not so much (laughs) of that. But when you guys are getting your asses kicked together by the strength and conditioning coach, you're going to band together at a certain point, and that's where the magic is really made. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that this is this is the time when the bonding starts, regardless of whether it's late lifting weights or, you know, going bowling or whatever. You know, it's you do have to have that bond to go onto the field and do battle. Right. That's what it is. It's a battle. You go. (laughs) They get paid a lot, but they're still out there putting their bodies on the line and, you know, bonding over this uh, new strength and conditioning. Hopefully that brings some good fortune having uh, not only the new strength and condition code, but, uh, but Lowry coming in with that expertise and keeping people healthy. And that was the biggest downfall. I'll say it again. I know Hackett was a terrible coach, but the, one of the biggest downfalls of this team was the amount of injuries and let's get it right before we even see, you know, this is the attitude. We're not going to go out there and practice until we get our bodies right. And that's, that's a good tactic. And thank you, Malcolm, for coming in from Homer, Alaska. Appreciate it. Hopefully it's starting to warm up there a little bit. I, I, I can't wait to visit Alaska. Yeah, Alaska, one of the uh, the bucket list places for me too, man. I would love to fish Alaska, hunt Alaska, everything Alaska. I would absolutely love it. Jesse Hilborn coming in saying patience is a virtue. That's true. Uh, and that's something I struggle with. I'm not a very patient human being. It's very hard for me to be patient. But the older I get, I'm kind of forced to be patient. I, I learned that. I'm taking it in stride. Phil McLaughlin, one of our guys, saying, remember, guys, we play tackle football. So that's just it. I mean, tackle football. How important is it for you to get your body calloused and right right now in the offseason before you get to the dog days of summer where you're hitting um you're, you're asking your body to do things in extreme temperatures under less than ideal circumstances at certain points of training camp right i mean it's going to be a new training camp we don't know what to expect with sean payton we've seen the new orleans saints training camps from a distance over here we really haven't been up close and personal it sounds like it's going to be an intense training camp what better way to get your guys better right now than getting them in the weight room for the next eight weeks eight to ten weeks yeah well and that's it you just you said it getting them callous i mean you can lift weights all you want and you can you know you can do conditioning and that that's going to get your body ready but like peyton said when training camp rolls around and you have the preseason you're going to have hitting you have tackling and that's feels right you play tackle football and you can't get your body ready by you know keeping everybody out of preseason and not doing tackling that often because there's only a certain i mean 
you, the only way you really get your body ready is by playing the game, by like hitting and tackling and blocking. It's it's just the way it is. And you you know you can lift weights all you want, but it, it's uh, it's going to come down to it. And Sean Payton has said that's going to be the new the new norm, so to speak. The the new uh, approach is going out there and tackling and hitting as much as they possibly can. You know, obviously the collective bargaining agreement limits some of those tackling practices and stuff like that, but it, you know, they'll do it as much as they possibly can, which was not happening last season. No. And and you're looking for a whole new culture and, and how to build that. It's already started over there with Sean Payton guys. I mean, this no media policy while I hate it because you know, not, <laughs> I don't get a lot of access. Don't get a lot of stories. Um, I love it. It's so old school. And I mean, Sean Payton has just gone so bare minimum with what he's willing to say, how he's willing to say it at times. It doesn't mean he's he holding back. I mean, he's going out there and he's throwing some absolute um, declarations down for Broncos sure. country to hear and to pick up and run with. But speaking with Nine News, he said just yesterday, quote, we're just going to go to work. And I absolutely love it. Makes me think of Biggie Smalls, you know, real bad boys moving silence. And that's what the Broncos are trying to do right now under Sean Payton. Um, keep in mind, we still haven't met any of the coordinators. Yeah. Joe Lombardi, uh, special teams coach Ben Kotkwa, uh, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. We've met him before, but you would have thought he would have been reintroduced as the other two coordinators would have been introduced. That's not going to happen. And this is on purpose folks. It's not because Sean Payton's a prick. It's not because he's wanting to do things his way. It's because he's trying to keep everything contained and he's trying to build something and you can't build something from the outside looking in. Well, and it removes distractions. I mean, obviously there were a lot of distractions last year. That's why everybody was talking in, in the media about the Broncos though. Yeah. Oh, Russell Wilson did this or somebody did that. Oh, this guy's on. That's all a distraction. <laughs> it's a distraction, right? Not just, I mean, not for us. I mean, high knees. as media, you didn't member, like high well, knees. You didn't like high knees on the yeah. plane before Jacksonville, <laughs> Tom, but the distraction, you know, cause then you're hearing on social media, you know, they are, there's players that are hearing it or you're getting questions about it in the, you know, from the media, because we, we want to hear why were you doing high knees? You know, that type of stuff. But if you keep it all in house, it removes the distractions and it can focus oh. the players and the coaches more on what's important. And that's turning around this Broncos franchise. Cause let's face it. They, that needed to happen. It needs to be turned around. People who've watched the Broncos for any amount of time are not used to this mediocrity and downright pathetic, uh, win loss column, so to speak. They're not used yeah. to it. So it's well, time to turn it around. And that is, uh, you know, from my perspective, that's how you do it. Remove distractions, make people get to work. Boom. And you got to put your money where your mouth is. The Broncos just went out and led the NFL in free agency. They went on a spending spree, folks. You guys know what I'm talking about. 13 players, a combined 241.25 million, 241 million. Uh, for 13 new players on the 2023 Denver Broncos roster, which is, of course, led by the two big dogs on the offensive line, right? Yeah. Left guard Ben Powers, uh, starting right tackle Mike McGlinchey. They're looking at $30.5 million per year for the both of those guys. So... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. The Broncos went out and they did a lot of talking. Now they got to put their money where their mouth is in the weight room. I mean, you went out yep. there and you brought in and bought a lot of talent. Sure. What are you going to do with that talent? Um, that's what we got to figure out. I mean, keep in mind, Broncos country, 
people like to say and ask all the time is the nucleus of this team back together. And I ask, what was the nucleus? We're trying to form a nucleus right now. It means that you still have some guys on the old guard from last year, right? You look at a Pat Sertan and Justin Simmons, great players, and you absolutely need them. But how are they going to gel with these two leaders in their own right? You know, when looking at a Ben Powers or a Mike McGlinchey. FPL Dalmatian coming in saying, I'm enjoying all of the content from MHH, helping a new NFL fan catch up with all things Broncos from over the pond in the UK. And FPL, that is absolutely awesome. Welcome. We're happy to have you here in Broncos country, and we're really happy to have you here on MHI. Yeah, and I wanted to grab that comment just just so that you're you're learning a lot of different things in Mile High Huddle, right? Everybody has a different perspective. You have a different perspective than me. Another show has a different perspective. Some are just completely based on different perspectives, like my show on Friday is a more historical show. So thank you for coming in. Thank you for giving us a chance over uh, in the UK, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, FPL Dalmatian. So yeah, appreciate it. Well, but and yeah, I'd like and, to- and real quick and real quick, FBL, you are an outstanding company because as Broncos Country knows from that UK game last year with the Jags, Broncos Country UK is alive and well and has yep. been for a very long time. We have one of our own over there, Keith. Our guy Keith yeah. is over there, over the pond, man, and he's just repping it, always writing. He, I think he writes everybody under the table, to be completely honest with yeah. you. I mean, he's oh. literally working while we're all sleeping, and uh, it's super cool to see Broncos Country UK yeah. repping MHI. Yeah, and i just like to say something about your your the, the nucleus, creating the nucleus, and that's been the problem. That's why the Broncos have, in my opinion, why the Bron- there's a lot of reasons why the Broncos haven't been good, but they've missed out on the draft to build that nucleus that you know there's a few players that have kind of stuck around but for the most part the the uh draft has been a lot of misses you know for the last several years until recently we've had some pretty decent drafts and i'm not trying to badmouth anybody it happens it's hard to hard to find those players but you got to get lucky in the draft and build that nucleus of good solid players and you can't do it with just a first round pick you know and and then a bunch of misses in later in the draft so I'm looking forward to seeing what Sean Payton and uh, George Payton can do in this draft to build, you know, to hit on some of those third and fourth round players, because that's going to be your nucleus going forward. Cause pretty soon Simmons is going to be gone at some point, you know, some of these older players, you got to marry them up to these free agents and, uh, and just keep moving on, you know, keep those, keep some of that salary cap at a lower uh, hit. So you can bring some of these players in. So I, I think the draft this, I think this draft is, very, very important, not necessarily for this year, but the next year and the year following, they have to hit on a couple of these later round picks and it's luck. I'm telling you, I know you have to put a lot of work in. Don't get me wrong. You you've got it. Like I keep saying, it's like the game of craps. You've got to bet the right bets, right. In order to not lose all your money. But at the same time, you got to have some sort of luck when it comes to hitting on these players just right. Cause you never know if that player is going to pan out because you know maybe they're not hard worker they get injured or whatever there's some luck involved and and so this this is an important draft even though we're sitting here looking at no first or second rounders there's a lot of money on the line when you own an nfl franchise and you go out and again you spend 241.25 mil if you're greg penner and the denver broncos that's what they did greg penner saying i did it in free agency george you're up and uh george payton has definitely got uh, a lot on his plate, a lot to figure out as our guy Alabama Chagrin comes in. Love the show. Could we move up for a certain player? 100%. Maybe you even move up for two. I mean, Broncos country, I get it. You're saying, wait, we don't pick until round three, number 67. The Broncos only have five picks. That's right now. As we're sitting Wednesday, April 12th, they have five picks. A lot can change before the NFL draft. A lot can change during the NFL draft. And we have seen George Payton move up and move down. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's moved up a little bit more than he's moved down. Uh, He he likes to try to wheel and deal. He likes to uh, acquire picks and futures and things of that nature but a player a certain player for me i would love an offensive tackle i like dewan jones out of ohio state a lot also like that cody mock out of north dakota state wrote about him when i was at the senior bowl both players very outstanding um it's how much do you like him and and do you love him enough to give something up the broncos have been giving up a lot of pieces folks say what you want about russell wilson they gave up a lot to get him 
Yeah. Say what you want about Sean Payton. They gave up a lot to get him. Not exactly in a position to give up a lot, but if it's for the right guy, an offensive tackle, sign me up. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing of it is, is how far are you going to move up? I mean, you could move up into the bottom of the second round if you give up one of your thirds and one of your fourths, probably. I mean, that's about what you would say the, you know, the probability of of getting a, a player of uh, equivalent, you know, probability of giving up those two picks, but then, you know, now you're now you're one less pick and are you really better off? I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things where it has to be the right player that they love in order to give up what you, what is necessary to move up, really. And and you're not going to move up into the first round unless you're giving up you know pretty much yeah. most of your picks, really. So you're looking mm. at, you know, you're looking at moving up probably 15, you know, 10 to 15 picks from the first part of the third round into the you know, latter part of the second round and you can grab somebody. But again, I, that's a, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you, you're just taking out, you know, taking more, you know, arrows out of your quiver and you know, you're, you're you have less of a chance of hitting. So you have to really, really like the player. You gotta love him. I mean, it, it, yeah. you really do. And you gotta love him enough to be committed with him for a long time. You also got to ask, is this a player that can immediately help you right now? That's a question that people need to right. really look at because you don't, count on guys getting hurt in training camp you don't count on tim patrick going down on a weird part of the field non-contact injury uh these things happen though every single year and every single year for lack of a better phrase teams are caught with their pants down and this is when hitting on the draft becomes so crucial yeah and it, i think the their main focus has to in in this draft has to be on the offensive line because number one they don't the the book is still out and the book is almost closed on Lloyd Cushenberry. I mean, let's face it. it, it and, and on top of that, he's going to be on restricted free agent uh, after the season. So they're going to have to go to the center position for sure. And, and the, I know there's a question in here and it was way back there. And I'm sorry, we didn't really get to it right away. Someone's asking about swing tackle. They don't the cupboard's pretty bare on that as well. Right. I mean, they had to bring back um, Quinn Bailey, who's pretty young. I mean, he did OK. <laughs> But yeah. you know the, their only experienced swing tackle is uh, is Isaiah Prince, you know, and he hasn't played that much. He's had some playing time. He started, I think, six games over his career. He's played in a few. A he really was out in 2020, you know, from COVID. So, you know, it, I, I don't like taking a risk on bringing in a, a offensive tackle in the draft and hoping he's that swing tackle. I'd rather see some experience, but. They're going to have to make some decisions for this year and the future on the offensive line, even though they went and spent out that all that money. I mean, do you really want to risk having your offensive line backups, you know, with the little experience that they have? I don't know if I don't know if I'd mm. want to, but they're going to have to they're going to have to make some decisions later in the draft, maybe even in the third round on a, a one player on the offensive line. Well, and string guy coming in here saying, Tom. The Broncos are due for some luck, man. Yeah, they haven't due. had they've had very little the last seven years. Seven's supposed to be a lucky number, right? Especially here in Broncos country. I like the odds. What's Sean Payton running the show? And I think people are very optimistic with what they're seeing right now from Sean Payton. I think we're all a little caught off guard, but I haven't heard a lot of people upset about the no media policy, unless, of course, you're in Broncos media like we're in. Um, it's, it's an old school approach, but it's the right approach. And I would challenge anyone to debate me saying the Broncos need to put more workout videos on Twitter. The Broncos need to put more behind the scene videos out there and share with the fan base why we've done that and nothing has really come of it except for egg on the face moments and broncos country sick of being the butt of everyone's joke we've talked yeah. about that here on mhi for a long time and i'm just sitting here and i'm watching what sean payton's doing i'm watching the no media policy and i could just sit there and smile and because yeah. I feel like Sean's going to get the last laugh and people aren't really thinking, what are the Broncos doing right now? Right. Out of sight, out of mind. Well, yep. they're not out there tweeting up their business. They're not out there running routes in the sand. Jerry Judy. They're not out there making workout videos. Garrett Bowles. They're in the lab grinding. And that's what champions do, man. They, you didn't see all of Kobe Bryant's free throws that he shot at six in the morning you know, right. with the redeem team and you didn't see the stories of MJ. I mean, these things, greatness goes unnoticed in the practicing hours. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Well, and I, I, I don't mind it at all, really. I know I, I were in the media media and we want to hear this, but to me, like the allure of the insider, you know, of getting that story first really never, it really never was something I cared about because it's like watching a movie and when it comes out on midnight or seeing it two o'clock the next day, the news still comes out. I still understand it. I still get the news. I'm more interested on what is happening on the field. Give me an analyst any day who can break down what's actually going on at training camp as opposed to breaking something first. So I'm, I'm for it totally for it, but I would like to address that, uh, that luck, uh, that little luck comment uh, that we just had. We're due for I some luck. What Sean Payton has done, you know, in the past drafts, and he has hit on later round picks. In fact, the Saints over the course from 2009 to 2019, where he was the main guy doing the the drafting and and whatnot, they hit on more impact players than anybody any other team. They were they their percentage of impact players being selected in the draft when he was running the show until 2019, of course, was higher than anybody else, higher than the Kansas City Chiefs, which is why the Chiefs have been so dominant. I mean, they've got a good coach, great quarterback, but they also had a ton of impact players that they found in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. And that's what Boom. Peyton is bringing to the Broncos. Now, you know, we can't always bet on what's happened in history. Re, you know, going to repeat itself here at the Broncos, uh, but you've got two good talents, right? You've got George Peyton, who's been a pretty good drafter and you've got, you've got uh, the head coach now who's also had a track record of picking those right players. So that combination that he had in the saints at the saints with Loomis may, tra you know, translate here as well with the, uh, with the eye for talent and snagging those players that people didn't, uh, didn't think were coming. Mm, hopefully more yeah. wins and, and good luck. Like string guy said, we, we need wins and we need luck. We need those two things coming. Peter Middleton. Absolutely. Thank you for coming back for more here on MHI last season's preseason. We gave praise to Nathaniel Hackett's approach to the media and all of his positivity. What have we as fans learned from last year about the type of coach that the Broncos need? That's a fantastic question, Peter. In yeah. fact, that is such a fantastic question. That's the type of question that should be asked when media days eventually come around. But that's the type of question that will not be asked. You know why? Because reporters like to pull their punches, especially when you got a guy like Sean Payton out there who will give you a real answer. And he will put you on blast if he feels the need to do it. And that's the type of coach you need. You don't need a guy that every Everybody loves you need a guy that everybody fears and respects that my friends is an NFL head coach yeah I was one of those people that bought into Hackett's approach you know I I was pretty excited I was I was really excited because Russell Wilson right that, that no we just liked him because he was a Star Wars guy a lot. <laughs> but I was excited and I kind of bought into it right but the, the problem is, is you, you don't necessarily need like a hard ass so to speak you need someone that the players respect mm. and can play for i just don't it wasn't that the people didn't or the players didn't respect hackett because i think as it went along even when he was fired people were kind of disappointed they had respect for him the problem was is that he wasn't translating his leadership onto the field there was a, a mess of an offense there was people that weren't being held accountable in the right way those type of things are what are important i'm gary i guarantee you sean payton's not going to let someone keep playing and fumbling the ball away when they fumble it a bunch of times, right? After the second one, that guy's out of, <laughs> out of the game, but it's Melvin, not, you know, it wasn't just that he was, you know, it was an inconsistency. Why was uh, Alberto not on the field? But what, what, what happened? He, he didn't like him. So he wasn't putting him out on the field, but there was no accountability. You could say, Oh, well, he couldn't block, can't block. Well, yeah, well, you're letting Melvin Gordon fumble the ball away and games away. That that's the type of accountability. So yeah, maybe there's a little bit of element of being a hard ass, and yeah. getting getting the best out yeah. there, but it's the right leadership, right? It's the it's right, the right hard ass holding people it's... accountable the correct way. It's being yeah. consistent. It's having that knowledge base, that leadership and the knowledge base to put something out on the field that works. People respect that. You know, you, you, some people don't respect a coach that's a, an ass, right? I mean, they just don't. 
But if you do it the right way, if you're correcting in the right way and you're correcting people and, and it translates to wins, that's the whole, that's the big thing. If it doesn't translate to wins, I don't care what type of coach you are. People won't respect you. It has to happen on the field. And I think it will. I mean, he has a track record of doing that. So people are buying in because he's Sean Payton. Yeah, he holds folks accountable, but he doesn't throw players under the bus. It would have been right. so easy for Sean Payton to come in as the new head coach for the Denver Broncos and just rail on Russell Wilson. Last year was horrible. It's back to the lab. I can't wait to reinvent his game. Blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. That's not it. I mean, Sean Payton was just at the combine a couple months ago defending Russell Wilson, saying none of you guys, and you guys being the media, none of you guys cared about the office that he had before training camp. Why did you yep. care after? Afterwards, I mean, this is a guy who doesn't do things for no reason. He is very calculated. He and you're right. He's not just a hard ass to be a hard ass. He's a hard ass when he needs to be right. Just like us parents. I mean, you can't always be your kid's best friend. Otherwise, they're going to walk all over you. Sometimes you need to lay down the law a little bit and, and be the not so good guy and be the bad guy. And it sucks. None of us like to do it. But you know what? It gets results, and if you don't do it, your kid's probably a turd or your football team is horrible. <laughs> well, <let's, laughs> I mean, that's the, it. The The important piece, and, and they are doing this by bringing in these other players and they're not re-signing certain players. You have to have the right player. You're good. Am I? Okay. Uh, sorry. <laughs> something. Uh, I think I might have hit my mute button or something. But uh, I get what I'm trying to say is when you um, you have to have the right players, right, to buy into the system, especially if you're going to have a hard ass kind of system, you know, with like Bill Parcells. Right. And if you look back when Bill Belichick went to the Cleveland Browns, his system didn't work because he didn't have the right players to buy into it. His his own quarterback, Bruno Cosa, had to be traded away because he was railing against that type of leadership. Right. So you see. Sean Payton and, and George Payton are getting together to bring in the right players. Hopefully that buy into a system right away. And, and I don't think he's, yeah, I don't think he has the same type of style as Bill Belichick does. Cause it, that can be grading uh, on players, but you have to bring the right players in to buy into it. And that's why Belichick had more success in new England right away. Not only did he have a hall of fame, you know, coach that our quarterback fell in his lap. He already had players still left over from the Belichick days and Pete Carroll who bought into that type of system. And that's why he was able to uh, really move that forward right away and get those wins early on. So more people buy into it. That's what Sean Payton has to do. If he comes in as a hard ass and they, they don't win right away and they start losing all the time, people are it's just going to be old. like, well, we don't want it. We don't want to do this. We don't want to be a part of a team that's losing and a jerk of a head coach. So you have to bring in the right players. And I think that's, why people are up some some fans and analysts are a little upset that they didn't resign certain players. Well, that that's probably a calculated move. Well, and he's also speaking of calculated. I mean, he also likes to have fun. Let's not forget yeah. that the funnest thing in the world in the NFL is winning football games, period. End of yeah. story. There's nothing else. It is winning and getting paid. <laughs> um, and those those two things are always linked. And look, Sean Payton came and told Broncos country during his first introductory press conference about club dub. What is club dub club dub was money that he got the saints to front for a traveling sound system so that when the saints whipped up on someone on the road, that other team's locker room and whole stadium could hear them partying in the locker room in the visiting locker room. That is how Sean Payton connects with some of his guys. Look, Football players, at the end of the day, we've all played it at some level, right? Whether it be flag, touch, competitive, high school, middle school, whatever. We've all played the game of football at some point. We're all just children when we play this game, right? And what do we look for? We look for the reward system. Same thing happens in co with coaching. And I'm not talking about Vic Fangio ice cream days or Nathaniel Hackett taking the boys bowling days in the summer. That stuff starts now in this offseason program with let's get punished and maybe we're not going to have such a hard leg day the next day. I mean, the dog days of the conditioning program are happening right now and they're being led by a very in shape Russell Wilson and if Russell Wilson's coming into the building in shape the Broncos have spent all that cheddar looking to get this roster in shape I can't help but think things are going to be different Ernie yeah. Mays our guy coming in saying we don't need no stinking first or second round picks and I yeah. absolutely love it and Ernie gets it Ernie's tired of hearing me talk about how 
I love George Payton and how I think he's a very good scout. We're about to find out yep. how good a scout he is. If he truly only has those five picks, again, two in the third, one in the fourth, one in the fifth, and one in the sixth, that's a lot of pressure on just five picks. You can't go wrong with a tre- treasure of the Sierra Madre uh, quote, right? It's no, it's badges. <laughs> it's first and second round picks, but it's, uh, you know, it's badges now. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, – I, I, I want to see it. I want to see the, the proof in the pudding, right? I think he actually hit on some players that we're going to see start to make some uh, make some noise in the next couple of years. I, Talk to me. Some of the later round picks. So I, I like I like some of his selections. And, you know, the I we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know Javante Williams got injured. That was a great pick. It's just unfortunate Oogie. that he got injured. But there's some other picks oh. that I think are going to come around, you know, that – we're going to see start making some hay this year and next year that we're going to say, oh, yeah, George Payton did hit some, on some of these guys. And it kind of out of necessity, right? Like this, the safety room right now is pretty, pretty thin. They're not unless they bring Jackson back. I mean, you're going to have to see his pick like Delaren Turner yell start to make some hay or they're going to be in some trouble. Right. Like they're going to need that that uh, person to step up and and play good football as a as a backup you know you got Caden Stearns you got Justin Simmons and then you you got Yell and uh um and PJ Locke right that's it so some of these some necessity D-line you've got the two two uh, second year players that they drafted they're if they're not going to bring in an experienced guy those people are going to have to step up so you're going to see kind of necessity and they're going to say people are going to be like well that was a pretty good draft pick I like PJ Locke. He's a good player, but uh, we've got to take our fan hats off when it's, oh, I heard him on an interview with a local podcast and he's the best player ever. Really? That defensive secondary needs an improvement. And I'm hearing the same rumors you are, and you mentioned it. I mean, maybe Kareem Jackson comes back on a team friendly. No, it's time to start over. And Kareem Jackson, I mean, so many times has been freelancing, so many times has, has dealt friendly fire. I mean, it's, it's time to move on. It's I don't care if you're good in an interview. I don't care what you've done in the past. You talk about this all the time. What are you going to do for me now and in the future? That's the way the Denver Broncos are going to look at every position, including safety, including quarterback. I mean, the Broncos fans are sitting here saying safety. I mean, Justin Simmons is the man. Yeah, he is the man. But what happens when the man gets an injury? You got to have a cat ready to go. And do not tell me that Caden Stearns is going to ball out of control this year. I need to see that first. Phil McLaughlin coming in, being very patient. What do you guys think about getting Moro Ojomo to help out on the D-line? I absolutely love this cat. I'm sure I butchered his name. Nick Kendall can find me later. Uh 63285, if I can remember from Texas. Um, man, this guy can play. I like him a lot. I think he would be an absolute treat in the fourth round for the Denver Broncos who need to beef up that D line. Yeah. Offensive tackle, I'm a huge sucker for in the second. Defensive line has got to be addressed, probably a fourth or fifth. And you're gonna have to figure out the wide receivers, folks. I've been talking about Michael Wilson from Stanford for a long time, but what's got me buzzing right now about the NFL draft? quarterback Broncos country that's right cornerback quarterback rather the same position that Russell Wilson plays yeah I'm hearing some crazy things right now Tom really crazy things and I'm looking at some of my favorite folks out there my good friend Charlie Campbell from WalterFootball.com who hit on more picks than most last year and is, is just damn good at his job man he is saying that the Broncos at 68 could go Tanner McKee quarterback out of Stanford. Now he just switched this pick up from, I know it's a mock draft, right? Tanner McKee. He had Hendon hooker there for the Denver Broncos also. So scouts are starting to wonder, Hmm, quarterback for the Denver Broncos talking about improving, talking about never being safe in a contract and never being safe in a position. I mean, the quarterback room, it's been addressed in free agency, but are we done yet? Could you see another quarterback being brought into the Mile High City? I think if it falls right, yeah. But I, I think it's kind of a luxury pick when you have other other areas need, but uh, that you really need to to hit on um, and pick up. I mean, there's luxury. Quarterback is the most important thing ever, yeah. Tom. And you're saying luxury? You're gonna make me lose my mind. <laughs> when you have five picks, right? And to, okay, to r- grab somebody to develop. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I, I, Steel. I'm yeah. always for bringing in a quarterback in the draft because you can develop them. You can trade them if they don't, you know, if you you still have a, a viable quarterback. But 
with five picks to take one in your your first two picks in early in the third is a is a bit of a tough Rich. one for me to swallow. I, I don't know. I I I don't I don't know. I I wouldn't want to go that route um, just because I like I said you've got to you've got to address the center position. You've got to address some future uh, defensive line positions. You, you safety. really. Right. Safety, right? You got to get some, some a lot. Uh, some, that's a lot, yeah. Tom. That's there's a lot of positions, you, dog. Yeah, there's some depth concerns that you got to bring in. We got Ooh. Michael Ronquillo coming back in with more Facebook stars. Thank you for the support. Asking a question about centers because we were talking about it, right? Yeah. Joel, Michael Schmidt, or Steve Avila are two centers mm. I would trade up for in the NFL draft if the price is right. Trading yeah. up for a center. What What do you think? I'm like I said. Or starting to change me, Tom. You're starting to change me. You're starting to change me after <laughs> reading some of your articles and looking at your analytics and using your calculator. I'm starting <laughs> to be swayed by uh, the argument of analytics. No, um, again, analytics are a tool, right? You, you've got to use it as as somewhat of a measuring system that's unbiased because we as human beings we are biased in absolutely everything. Mike, I love it here. I, I love that you you've identified two guys that you absolutely love and want to go after i would be okay of course john michael schmitz uh i really like luke weipler out of ohio state i've been pretty emphatic about that uh since this whole scouting journey began for me in january uh look there's some centers that you could grab and you could take a, a roll of the dice on in the later rounds but the best cream rises to the cr- to the top of that crop in the first second and third rounds those are your premium rounds and it's going to be pretty rich right if you i want an offensive tackle i do want a center as well but this is where those decisions come into play and i it's going to be interesting too tom to figure out who kind of had the last say Right. Another yeah, reason I'm for looking sure. forward to George Payton and Sean Payton, right? The GM, the head coach, uh, the scout and the hardened Bill Parcells disciple. I mean, from all reports and accounts, these guys have gotten along just great. And Sean Payton, one of the biggest reasons he came along with that giant contract, George Payton, he has a lot of respect for George. So it's going to be interesting to see when, when guys and gals over there in that scouting department are splitting hairs to see which direction the Broncos are going to go in the direction of their head coach or the direction of their general manager. The two might actually be really close. Yeah. And I would just like to say, I mean, you say say they don't trade up to go after one of these uh, centers that you're talking about Michael but say they stay put and there's a cent and they have to make a decision right between oh. you know like we talked about there's needs at defensive line there's needs at in dra- at depth and there's needs at center who who do you pick so when you look at the analytics right if you're in the third round both both are pretty small you don't pick a guard player. but it's a 50 50 <laughs> proposition of finding an interior offensive lineman in the third round who is becomes a primary starter for your team versus a 0.3 uh ch- uh probability of hitting on a, a defensive lineman so you got to make those decisions do we go with center we go with a defensive line you can just keep making those decisions as you go along the draft with those analytics now analytics aren't the end all right I, i'm an analyst but if you're not doing it right you're going to screw up just like if you're not watching film right, you're going to screw up. So you got to take all these tools and you got to you got to piece them together to make the most informed decision you can. I think that the Denver Broncos, if they don't trade up, have to take a center with one of their first third round picks. They they have to. And I know people keep saying, "Oh, best player available." Okay, if the best player available every time that you're picking is a running back, are you going to pick seven running backs? It's not happening, right? You have to way a need in there from time uh, yeah. you know from time to time right well and so. here's another element of that and i absolutely love talking the draft with you it, it's you know not only position versus position it's human being versus human being if you've got a guy that works his tail off he's a great student he goes to church every sunday takes care of his grandma takes care of the parking attendant when he's at the club but he's not at the club that late uh you know maybe you're liking this guy a little bit more than a cat who's always late to class he's had problems passing and failing he's had some drug test issues i mean this is where the human element comes into play because then the broncos are looking at themselves in the mirror saying can we really risk it here with this draft pick and this player and will they ultimately help us now or later or ever I mean, that's the question. So, yeah, when you get in, maybe the Broncos exercise some patience and they wait, it's going to be really tough. And our Butler, I wanted to give him a shout. What's up, Butt? Uh, if we do not trade any of our wide receivers, then the five picks should be 
O-line, center, D-line, edge, corner, running back, corner. And I like it. I, I mean, we need all of them. I'm right there, Butler. But the offensive line, Broncos country is so sick of watching their quarterback, regardless of who it is, get yep. put on their back. I'm with you, Tom. The center, if it's if it's between the center position and offensive tackle or anyone else, I'm going center because yep. quarterback is the most important position in all of professional sports. And the ball kind of matters. So yep. look for the Broncos to upgrade at center. Let's not forget. I forget the guy's name. I'm saying let's not forget, and I forget his name. The Seattle <laughs> Seahawks center that they got over here who used to play with Russ. What's yep. that cat's name? That's uh, – um... Yeah, but he's help on a one-year deal. It's uh, what's his name? Help me out, Broncos country. It's, who who uh, did they? Kyle Fuller. The Kyle. That, that's Yay. why you're, you're forgetting because it's Kyle Fuller, the cornerback. You know, yeah. Neither one, one of them are that deal, good at though. football. They're always on one-year deals. <laughs> that's I mean, the problem. You're right. Though, it's a short term. He could step in this year, but you, like I said, you still have that future that you have to. And I'm talking about dra drafting center, not necessarily to be a starter this year, but the future is is bleak because one year deal for fuller i believe cushionberry is going to be a uh, unrestricted free agent you've got to do that and you're right you know you you it's hard to judge people's character right you have the two si similar talents but you know, like you said one's one's always working one isn't like and I, i'm back before i even started writing for mile high huddle back when i was talking about i i looked at pat paxton lynch you know the big bust that we had and uh, I, I was like looking at, and I know people are going to give me crap about this. It has nothing to do with intelligence. It has to do with work. When he came in and blew his Wonderlick test, he had a terrible Wonderlick test. I, I'm not trying to say that that's why he failed because he wasn't smart enough. But when you look at how to prepare for a Wonderlick test, if you prepare for it, you get a pretty good score. If you're halfway smart, he didn't prepare try. at all. He did not put in the work. And I said, that guy didn't put in the work. Because I've taken the wonder like a couple of times. And one time I didn't put in the work. And the other time I did, I got a much better score. And I said, he just didn't put in the work. He didn't want to. He knew he was going to have to take the test. Why not study a little bit? Why not go out and work a little bit so you can get your at least average. So people aren't questioning you about whether you're smart enough or not. And that, that guy can't that even read. Paxton Lynch not going to be able to work hard when he's on the, you know, at practice or he's not paying, you know, doing the film study or whatever. And it turned out oh, he wasn't, man. he was too he busy playing video games. <laughs> he can't even read Tom. That is so funny. You're exactly right though. I mean, I mean, you've got the most important job of your life in this interview, yep. in this process. And you've got some guys saying, I'm not going to visit with a team outside the top 10. Yeah. That's just the way I am. Folks, Lamar Jackson can't get a contract extension with the Baltimore Ravens, and these prospects are out here thinking they're John Elway going to demand trades. It's yeah. not going to happen. Uh, right. Faded Wolf weighing in here with a $5 super. Thank you so much. We appreciate the support here on MHI, and we want to reach out to you. Definitely excited for this coming season. Great show. Hopefully the serious injuries are a thing of the past. Hashtag game changer. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Broncos country for life. We appreciate you, Faded Wolf. You are part of what keeps us going here at MHH, just like all of our, our friends and our family. And I sense a renewed optimism in Broncos country, a lot like Faded Wolf is getting to here, saying, look, I'm excited. I get it. It's kind of boring right now. Calm before the storm, two weeks before free agent, or excuse me, two weeks before the NFL draft. But hot damn. We got Sean Payton in our corner, baby. We got a, a trim Russell Wilson over there working his tail off in the, in the weight room. Uh, we got Jerry Judy off of Twitter right now. You know, like things are okay here in Broncos country. And um, I'm excited too. Do you get that sense from Broncos country that they are excited, cautiously optimistic, maybe a little bit of both? Everybody, it seems like cautious optimism is what everybody's saying, but but I, yeah. I think we should be. I said right away when when Lowry was hired, the, the guru of injuries that came in, I said that could be the most, the single most important uh, position hire that came in to change fortunes. I know, you know, bringing in uh, the coach, the head coach, Peyton, was a huge get. But if they can turn their injury fortunes around, that's going to create more wins than just about any X and O, uh, any you know NFL draft you can you can uh, person you can bring in. Keeping the team healthy is going to translate to more wins than any other move that they could have made. And that's why I'm the most excited. If that pans out, you're going to see a different team.
Buckham. I got to get to Buckham here because I missed it the first time. He's saying, Luke, Judy's on YouTube right now. And I didn't know that. <laughs> maybe maybe Judy's got a – does Jerry have a show? Does he have a – let me know, guys. Know. Let me know in the comment section because I would definitely check out uh, check out a Jerry Judy show. Yeah, Judy might be on YouTube right now, but he's not on Twitter, Buckham, and that's all I need. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need anybody sharing anybody's business or anything like that. And Buckham saying, yeah, man, he's a vlogger. I've been underneath a rock, so I, I've missed the Jerry Judy vlog. Um, it's cool, though, I'll say this, when you see players current and past getting their own podcasts in and seeing a lot of these guys have success away from the football field and doing it in real time. There are lots of athletes in the NFL, current players, that host their own podcasts. You think of the Kelsey brothers right away. Um it's super cool. And I, I think it's a really progressive thing in this business. Some businesses and some old school veteran radio or podcasters don't like it, right? Because they get a little sensitive about their territory. I think it's great. It gives the fans a new unprecedented access to these guys in an appropriate platform. I like listening to the I am athlete podcast, uh, written it up a few times. Former Broncos are usually on there. Brandon Marshall, Adam Pacman Jones. It's cool to see these guys in a different light. As long as it's not on Twitter, because I did see my guy. I think Tim Patrick was popping off the other day. I don't know if it was on Twitter or what, but I saw it on a meme with it with a quote. And he was talking a bunch of junk about the Raiders being fake thugs. And then he said something about the Chiefs, too. And I absolutely love when uh, Tim Patrick talks tell him cocky. He was on a show. He was on a podcast. He was on was a podcast he? Talking I about love TP talking, talking yeah. junk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate, I mean, I appreciate people wanting to do their, you know, do their own thing, go on a podcast. I mean, have fun. The The problem is, is when, it, when it's a distraction is when that it needs to be shut down, right? If it's distracting to the team and it's a distracting to the individual player that's doing it and they're not performing, then that's a problem. So as long as it's not a distraction, as long as they're doing, you know, going out and everything's cool, fine, you know, no big deal. But, you know, once, like I said, once it becomes a lot or becomes a distraction, that's when it's a problem. I was going to grab Michael coming in, saying thank you for the great show tonight with some big oh, stars, man. Facebook stars, man. Thank you so much Mike. for the support. It's it's always wonderful. And he, he's saying great show tonight, Thomas. Hall and Luke on Mile High Insiders, go Broncos and Buckham. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Michael. We all, we always appreciate your support. We appreciate everybody's support, but, I mean, you go above and beyond, so we we really, really thank you. Yeah, Mike, you're an absolute dog, man. Thank you so much for supporting us and being so kind. Uh, man, this world is so full of negativity. Sometimes I'm very negative as a human being, and it's cool to see guys like Mike who are consistently there for Broncos country, consistently there for you, for friends, for family. Um, seriously, Mike, you mean a lot to us, man, and it's really touching to have your support, just like everybody's support here on MHI on Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Mountain. He is Thomas Hall. I'm Luke Patterson. If you'd like to reach out to Tom directly, that's at Thomas Hall NFL on Twitter. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. Be sure to head on over to the mothership at Mile High Huddle. Don't forget to head on over to milehighhuddle.com. Fancy new article up right now about some fancy new things going on <laughs> over at uh, Broncos Stadium at Mile High, whatever the hell they're calling it these days. What is it? UC Health Training Center is the training center. What are they? Yeah, is it's Empower? The Empower Field at Mile High. Still Empower? Okay. They're still I'm going to tell you right now. It, I, w I would love to make enough money be rich enough to just buy the naming rights for that stadium for the next 25 years can 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 i please you know just get enough money to do that because it would be pat bowling field and i'd or pat bowling stadium and i'd leave it there for the rest of uh rest of uh my lifetime hopefully we're gonna do that we're gonna it's gonna be called the mile high insiders stadium we are definitely <laughs> taking donations in the form of super chat and you can you too can be involved in the naming rights uh keith our guy coming in saying thanks luke and thomas hey man happy belated easter to you and the family hopefully you guys are all doing well we're gonna get out of here but before we do let's uh get to our friend faded wolf here with another generous five thank you so much wolf i think we see a different rust this year I think what Thomas said was on point. Preparation is so important, and we were definitely not prepared last year. Yeah, preparation is key, whether that be physically or mentally, and that's what yeah. the Broncos are getting checked and locked into over there together. They're going through all this together. Not one single player um, can escape the physical and, and training 
cardio weightlifting conditioning that Sean Payton has hired his new staff to do. So I completely agree with Wolf on this one. I think that Russ is going to be a comeback candidate of the year. I think that's something that you've said too before, Tom. I mean, uh, that's good doings. That's good fixings here in Broncos country, and it gets me hyped. So I'm right there with you, Wolf. Well, and you, you hit it on on the head there. It's mentally too. The coach last year was not prepared. This coach this year is going to be prepared, and you're going to see it on the field. You're not going to see the same w- mental errors. I mean, the preparation is mental. It's it's X's and O's. It's physical. It's all of it. It's going to come together. And if it doesn't, we're going to see another miserable season. I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. I, I think they're going to be contenders. I mean, they're going to be – I don't know about Super Bowl contenders. They're going to be in every game is what I'm saying. They're going to go out to play and – you know, win or lose, they're not going to blow it because of stupid decisions. That's what I hope happens. You heard it here on MHI. They're not going to blow it. That's a quote from Thomas Hall. <laughs> We're going to put it on a T-shirt. Jesse, I wanted to get to you, man. Jesse's saying this channel is really amazing. Doesn't matter which MHH pod I catch. It's always entertaining. I always feel engaged and recognized, and that is great content. You guys are part of the show just as much as we are. It's our show here at MHH. It's our show here at MHI, and we can't wait to show you guys what is coming down the pike here in just two weeks for the NFL draft again, guys, you heard it all work. No twerk 2023 story <laughs> of the Denver Broncos off season, Sean Payton, no media, no problem. Uh, I hope the boys are working over there and Tom, we're going to get up out of here. I thought about you the other day real quick as we're heading out the door and how much you said you hated Pulp Fiction and how much <laughs> I love Pulp Fiction. And I bought myself another wallet. My bad mother wallet was ripped up. I got myself a new one and all this right. one's black and orange. So when you see it, you have to put some respect on that movie's name. <laughs> hey, I, I told you I'd watch it again. I haven't done it yet, but I will watch it again with a different perspective. All right. I can come away at least liking it enough, you know, so that I, I don't keep getting ridiculed on the show for not liking. Pulp That's Fiction. right. Every day. I, <laughs> Hey, we'll get a we'll get a countdown going, guys. He's Thomas Hall. Get it, Thomas at Thomas Hall NFL. Be sure to head on over on Friday mornings and listen to Legends of Mile High podcast, where Tom is gonna breaking it down every Friday morning. And then catch Tom just what 12, 24 hours from then, Saturday night. Him and Ron are gonna be doing the Orange and Blue View. Ron White, one of our new guys, doing a great bang up job. Support all of our guys, all of our gals on all of our platforms. Again, head on over to the mothership at Mile High Huddle, MileHighHuddle.com. For Tom, I'm Luke saying Broncos country. This is the way. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.